Welcome to the Church Solutions Podcast, brought to you by JSL Solutions. The Church Solutions Podcast is designed to help equip you and your church in the use of technology and other tools and services. And now, here are your hosts, Steve Lacey and Phil Thompson. Well, hello and happy 2019. Welcome to another edition of the Church Solutions Podcast. Hi, my name is Steve Lacey. And I'm Phil Thompson, and it is the first uh, first week, at least when we're recording this, the first week of 2019. How are you doing in this brand new year, Steve? I am trying to stay warm under this frozen tundra we live in. I know, this is really hard for us. We're in Tucson, Arizona, and the uh, we actually had an overnight low, was like around, at least where I was, I think it was around 28 or 29 degrees, and there's actually some snow going on in different parts of Tucson as we speak. Yes, my wife just informed me that there's a slight bit of, I don't know, she, she called it snow, but it sounds like it's just very faint fuzzies in the air. Yeah, that's generally what we get around Tucson. We don't get a lot of snow. But there's uh, at least east of town here, southeast in the Vale, Tucson area, uh, they had a couple inches. And, of course, up north, yeah. they get a little more. Yeah. We have had some – we've had some winters where there's snow on the ground and even had uh, an Easter in April. Where that's right. They're out playing and making snowballs. and I remember that very well. Yeah. Yes, it's yeah. very unusual. We had a church picnic. And uh, it was, uh, we had to modify it a little bit. I remember that. All right. Well, let's talk a little bit about uh, our podcast. We are a tech company, of course, but we also work and we do work exclusively with churches and ministries. And so, therefore, the topics that we cover on these podcasts are uh, uh, all over the place. But it, the, the one theme is helping ministries, helping churches. And uh, we do that with tech, but also from our, our, our many, many years of experience in ministry, personally, as well as uh, professionally. And today we're going to talk about how you can maybe reach some more people in 2019. If you are a pastor, uh, executive pastor, a key volunteer at your church, hopefully you want to see your church, your ministry reach more people. Right, exactly. And uh, I guess the topic of our talk is called is uh, called how to be more compelling how to be more compelling in 2019 so it's no secret that uh you know there's a stat out here that it's taken about three generations for weekly church attendance to slide from 50 percent of americans to now 25 percent of americans attend church uh at least weekly and that's from the pew research company um and so there's lots of reasons, I think, why people are not going to church as often. But one of the main points is that it has to be compelling. And, uh, of course, that's tough because compelling means a lot of different things to different people. <laughs> but uh, the bottom line is we want to have it where our friends invite people. We want to make it so our services uh reach more people and, and compelling mm -hmm. is the word here. And I know that's kind of a tough task here, but we're going to try to tell yeah, compelling, relevant. Yeah. Compelling, I guess is a, a good way to, to, uh, to characterize it. Our, so our buddy Tony Morgan says the main reason people are not inviting others. And by the way, let me jump ahead here. I'm getting off track, but uh, many times people will come to church for the first time because a friend invites them. In fact, once that, 
from one particular church that Tony Morgan was working with said that 80% of their first time guests came from personal invitations. Uh, that's a pretty good number. But if your services aren't really that compelling, uh, it may even limit the people that you have coming from inviting their friends. Right. And we should probably put our own stats together because with, um, with the advent of streaming, it makes it so much more easier for your friends to attend a service than, than it was before. So I bet you there's some really good numbers. I know at our church that was, we had, I was at 80% of the time of, they interviewed new members of how you found the church and they said, well, I attended online. And I decided to come check it out. Yeah, that's right. And of course, that's a shameless plug for us because we yes. do online streaming, streamingchurch.tv. Well, it's, it's a shameless plug for streaming. So, yes. Yeah. No matter All right. who you use. So let's get to the bottom line here. How, how, you know, and again, I'm sure there's some people rolling their eyes right now because you want to reach people, but that word compelling, you know, how do you make your services more compelling? And so I, I want to tackle that because I think we need to, look into that. And I think it's it's a great opportunity to, to go forward this year. So I think, you know, it's January, it's, it's a new year. Let's see if we can reach some new people. How can we get our, our, our services, our church services more compelling? All right. So we need to plan our services with both believers and unbelievers in mind. Yeah, I think that's very important. Yes. Uh, with, with the active word plan, right? Yeah. And that's the hardest part. And look, I was a senior pastor for about eight years. I still, I've been an executive pastor for many years off and on. And I'm actually a part-time executive pastor right now for a church that has about 100 people. And of course, uh, the streaming is my full-time gig here. But planning is tough because most pastors love to put together messages, but mm -hmm. many of them don't want to sit down and go, okay, well, we got to plan this year out. We got to plan this and that. But honestly, if you want to get somewhere, you're going to have to come to make the time and get some people to work with you when it comes to planning things. And so there are several things you can do to make that work better. Right. So you know, Tony Morgan outlines this six-step process. So let's go through those really quickly. And Very I think quick. that, uh, there's a you know creating a teaching calendar. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Do series planning mm -hmm. where you're figuring out what the series are going to be and when. You know, I know that right. it's kind of it's interesting listening to our pastor. He says, oh, I've got 2019 and 2020 planned out for you every Sunday for you know, the next two years. So that's um, interesting series, that he would do that. Yeah. But yeah, he, well, it's maybe not two years in advance, but I think a year in advance, he definitely has. Yeah. Uh, so, so anyway, series planning, service planning, planning how the service is going. And then this is one of the things that we do. And I guess your church does as well. And I, many churches is a pre-service rundown. Mm -hmm. yeah. Kind of go through the service with all those that are involved in it. Yeah. And then actually conducting a compelling service. Mm -hmm. And then the piece that we're going to talk about more is the uh, post-service evaluation. Yeah, I want to talk about post-service evaluation. <laughs> we can elevate that too, but uh, I want to talk about that because, as you said, the teaching calendar, that's where you really look at the whole year and decide, uh, you know, what's going to go, and we do that, and the planning, your, you know, if you do sermons based on a series, good way to do that. Planning gets a little, the actual service planning goes a little deeper, and the pre-service is, okay, here's what's going to happen today. So let's talk about post-service evaluation. So if you follow this plan, 
you know, you can be on your way to this, but what is a post-service evaluation? Now, I do this every week with my senior pastor, but we're talking something that's a little deeper here. I mean, I do it every week where we sit down and we talk about what went wrong, what went right, how could we have done things better? And then, honestly, we don't take a lot of time. I mean, if there's something weird happened or something didn't go right, you know, we might cover that. Uh, we try to get some feedback from people through our connection cards, and so we take that into account. But when we talk, talk about a post-service evaluation, we want to drill down a little deeper here. Right. So we're, we're talking about doing more than just um, doing this evaluation for a few minutes with those that were involved in the service. Right. This is kind of a, a structured approach to how to do this post-service evaluation. Yeah, exactly. And and again, this is, I know it takes time. I know it's not the most glamorous thing. And by the way, if you don't do a weekly post-service post uh, evaluation with your staff, you really should. But we're talking something here that's probably monthly. So let's let's go down here and talk about who should be a part of this if you really want to consider making some changes. And by the way, I know what we're talking about here might be really new to some people or at least something that may not be the most uh, compelling thing, speaking of compelling services, but I think it's important to consider a couple things here. And that would be getting some evaluation and feedback from more than just people around you on your staff, but even some people that maybe are not on staff. Right, so you, you kind of glossed over the making it monthly thing. Yeah, well, and let's I think talk what about that. that. Does. Yeah. So, I mean, a, a lot of churches, I think, will go over the, the, you know, the quick meeting after each service, but the monthly thing, what's, what that, that kind of lets you have some room to breathe to kind of get a series of things together. Mm -hmm. And this, what we're talking about, I think is a more formal Mm -hmm. um, evaluation. So you wouldn't, you know, you get kind of worn out every week going up, you know, Jerry missed his note on the base again and, you know, whatever, <laughs> <laughs> whatever it may be. <laughs> yeah. You get those, those kind of nitpicking things, but this is, this is more of a kind of taking the whole service apart with, um, a broader audience and a little deeper dive. So that, yeah. um, Tony Morgan recommends making this thing monthly. Right. So, uh, I know for some people it's like, oh, okay, another, another thing I have to schedule. But uh, m the first thing I would say is make it monthly, make it at a, cer a certain time. I don't know, maybe Saturday morning, uh, something where you can get, because some of these people you want involved in this would be people that are not staff. I mean, the staff can be a part of it, but uh, people that may work during the week because, you know, they're volunteers right. or they're, they're key members of your church. So probably something like a Saturday morning might be good. And I would consider enticing them <laughs> with some kind of food, right. <laughs> and, coffee, and, and donuts. I don't know. And, and I think it's important to uh, focus on a diverse set of people that you might not normally include in, uh, hey, come to a... Right a Sunday morning and some, you know, real specific people. So yeah, that may be if it's monthly and then, then you're pulling, since you're going diverse, you're not, you know, it's not people on staff that feel like, Oh, I got to be there. It may be the, I don't know, the single mom that that's only there every couple of weeks and get her vantage point on things. Yeah. I, I think if you can get a, a, if you're able to grab a few people, you might want to start small, start with maybe three or four people. If you can do that, uh, maybe, you know, male, female, age differences, uh, right. just depending on what you're trying it, to do here. 
Right. And you should probably line up that audience with the people that you're trying to reach in your community. Absolutely. So that, you know, for example, if, you know, there's uh, the, the male or attendance at church is much lower than female. And if you're trying to target, I don't know, you're trying to target youth, or you're trying to target, you know, a younger generation, or you're trying to target men, you're going to want to make sure that you include the voices in your, you know, diverse feedback group that, that represent those groups that you're that's trying right. to reach. Yeah, that's right. All right. So, uh, so you gather these, these group of people and then, uh, uh, probably the next point would be, uh, uh, make decisions, make, make decision rights clear and decision rights. So in other words, you're going to talk about some things that you want to do and then eventually you're going to come down to some what final decisions on something. Right. So, so you're going to get feedback from, you know, a diverse group of people. And I think it's important to kind of delineate what the role of everyone is right. in this group. It's not going to be, Oh, you know, this single mom that attends once a month, she doesn't get to decide what the next service you know, series is going to look like. Right. Right. She may be providing some feedback on what, you know, what worked for her, what didn't work for her, but you want to um, make it really clear what the roles are of people in this monthly meeting. So yeah. the, you know, the first group that Tony Morgan outlines is just people that are there to just kind of observe, view right. what's going on. Yeah, he uses the three V's here, vote, voice, and view. And if you're a senior pastor listening to this or even an executive pastor, that can scare you a little bit. So let it give us a chance to try to explain this. But I think, yeah, there should be people there are simply viewing the ins and outs of planning a service. And so this is, again, a great opportunity for leadership development, perhaps, uh, especially if you've got some younger people that might be have a desire to be involved in ministry themselves. And it allows them to kind of see what's the term, see how the sausage is made right. <laughs> so that, you know, you can, you can get a peek behind the curtain, so to speak, and, and get into some of the ideas behind the scenes here, the systems of the church. And they are not there to give really any input per se. They're just there to kind of watch and learn. That's, right. again, I think a good uh, thing to consider. That Always would be bringing one. up that next generation, yeah. Right. So that's view and then voice. Voices so these are the people that we've invited to speak directly into the service. So their voice is valued and right. everything they say they say and do is taken very seriously. And, yeah. and so you want the caliber of people that you know you can trust. They might have different ideas than you do, but, you know, they're good people. They're committed to the church. They're committed to seeing the church grow and reach people. Those are the kind of people you want. You don't want just somebody in there just mouthing off and just you know, always unhappy about something. That's not what we're talking about here. Yeah. And there's, I don't know if we elaborated on it earlier, but there's, you don't want to just, um, you want to speak to both the unbelievers and the believers. In exactly. Your so yeah. you want this group to represent both. Otherwise, you know, the unbelievers that come and if you're, if you're just speaking to the, the believers every week, they say, well, this is not for me because I'm not there yet. And so, yeah. So anyway, uh, yeah, and let me just also add something to that as well. You just mentioned that's a good point. Um, anytime you're talking about making changes, uh, 
it, it can upset the apple cart for some people. Mm-hmm. And so there's most humans do not like change. <laughs> and so, I mean, I ran, I've run across this in every church I've been in. Uh, even the church I helped start, I started with four families and they were used to doing church a certain way. And so when I came and said, Hey, you guys want to do this? Yeah, let's do it. We want to start this. Okay. We're going to start fresh, which means we're going to do things differently than what you may be used to. And it was difficult for them. And then I, this, the recently, the last group I've been a part of the last five years, I came in and we started doing things differently, you know, and it, 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 it created friction for some people because like, Oh, we're we doing things differently. Oh my gosh, we can't do that. We've never done it like that before. And it, it can be challenging. And, and that's a whole nother podcast <laughs> to, to deal with that. But just keep in mind, you want to have some people that they may not be crazy about change, but at least they're open to some mm-hmm. ideas. You know? All right. All right. All right. So voice, you want the voice, you want the view. And here's one that I don't, I don't like the terminology here, but he's got vote. Tony Morgan put down vote. Uh, that's the other thing about this, this group of people. So what he says here, once all has been heard, these people, the people that have the ability to make some decisions here or help make some decisions, uh, they get the vote on what changes and what stays the same. Uh, this should be the fewest amount of people, and these are the leaders of the church or specific ministries affected by the d- decision. So, in other words, I would think I don't like this. I don't like the vote thing, but I think the idea well, here is they they right. have some. Uh, right. they, they you, can give you some input and help make some decisions. Right. Yeah. You want to get the input from the voice, but you do want the leadership that. Um, is responsible for that church making the the final decisions of what's going on. So things that I assume that would come up in these sort of things would be uh, worship went on too long. And so I would rather have less worship and more um, teaching or vice versa. You know, that the the teaching went on too long and I'd rather have more worship. And and those would be some significant changes to a service. But that may be really hard to transition, but if you're getting, if you're, if you've done a good job identifying the people you're trying to reach and you get valid feedback from the, those target audiences, you really need to um, have the courage to start making some of those changes that are, you know, yeah. based on their feedback. And, and some of this, as we talk about this podcast about com- being compelling, some of this also depends on how your leadership team is structured and the roles that your leadership team, like the church I go to, and yours is very similar to this, I know, you know, the staff primarily makes most of the day-to-day decisions and even a lot of the ministry decisions on how services are run. That's a staff usually that does that. The, the leadership team is more of the accountability thing. You know, are we staying on track? Are we fulfilling the vision? You know, are we keeping with the things we've put in our bylaws and what we want to do as a church? That's what my church does. And your church is, I was a start a part of that for many years, is very similar in the same way. But again, uh, you know, when you put this team together for, you know, evaluating things every month, you know, you, you definitely want to make these roles clear and, and, you know, you can certainly make them a part of the team when it comes to maybe making some decisions, uh, but you just want to make sure that this stuff is defined well. Otherwise, you're, you're going to have a lot of tension and a lot of stress. Right. It's, it's, and, yeah, that's something you probably want to set up early as you go through these meetings that this is not a, a blame session right. or, uh, you know, Johnny missed, Jerry missed his notes on the base, you know, it's, yeah. you know, it, yeah, it, which, it's just a non-attribution um you know, feedback thing. 
Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, so, uh, you know, so you, you get people giving you some decision making here, helping you do that. Uh, you know, they help make the call. And the bottom line is this being what we're talking about here is being intentional. And it's it's about reaching uh, the lost people that don't come to church. And to do that means you need to be intentional about your weekend services, because most of these people, if they're going to come, they're going to come to a Sunday service or a weekend service. And so that means you're constantly evaluating things. Uh, you're tweaking things, making changes. Mm -hmm. You're doing everything you can to make it a better experience so that you can reach people and, and reach as many people as possible. Uh, because after all, people should not be leaving our churches because they're not compelling. I mean, they can be leaving the churches because the message of following Christ might be too big of a challenge for them. They may not want to give up certain things. That might be a good reason to leave because, hey, I'm not willing to be a, to be a Christian. And I'm not willing to, to really carry the cross. But they shouldn't be leaving because your services are dull and, and uh, irrelevant. Uh, right. Is that word irrelevant? So they, they need to be coming. And, and, and when you make these things compelling, that does take energy. It takes work. It takes effort. And that's the thing that most of us don't, who are senior pastors and love to speak, that can be difficult. That's, that's a difficult discipline is what I'm trying to say is, okay, I'm going to need to make time, schedule time to do planning and to schedule time. And in this case, what we've been talking about today uh, you know, doing some post-evaluation stuff. Right. And I think it's really important to, you know, just reiterating this voice versus the vote piece of this. My yeah. brother's church um, was got into a position where they were, they were kind of, the, the, the voice was starting to move over into the vote arena. Okay. And, and what was going on was, you know, uh, some of the voices was, well, you know, what we really ought to do is is play the uh, the Steelers game on Sunday morning on the screen while the service <laughs> is going on, you know, <laughs> or, or you know, you, or they were getting into we need to be more social and and, and less of this Jesus stuff, you know, uh, <laughs> and that's where the vote that leadership of the church needs to step up and say, hey, you know, we're on a we're here on a mission to um, you know reach the lost, right. so that that's you know. Well, Things can really get out of whack if you if you yeah. if you mix up the oh you know you mix up the voice and the vote um, roles there right and I, I think a good way to to always open up any meeting and I we actually do this with our leadership team is that we actually have you know we have our our our, our vision that's the very first thing that we always kind of remind each other about. And I think it's even for a meeting like this. What's our vision? Okay, we're going to do some post evaluation. And don't forget our vision, whatever that vision is. Hopefully you, your church has a mission and vision statement of some kind. Mm -hmm. And that helps keep you on track. Because, uh, yeah, I mean, our vision is whatever it might be, not to play the Steelers. I mean, although I, Steelers are my favorite football team, and I am so disappointed in them the last couple of years, especially this year. I am so disappointed. I'm sorry. Tomlin needs to go. They need to <laughs> fire the coach. I, I've never been a crazy uh Tomlin fan, but but this, this that team has too many talents, <laughs> too, too many tools to Don't not get you be going, winning huh? twelve or thirteen games a year, let alone missing 
the postseason. But uh, <laughs> people, I, I'm sure they can give us some feedback on it that later. a nerve, huh? Oh, it just frustrates me to no end. But uh, anyhow, so that's it, I guess, right? I mean, we're, we, we're, we're talking about 2019 here being more compelling. It does take effort. It does take some work. But if we can set aside the time as leaders in our churches, if we can really set aside the time to plan these things out, to do some of these things we talked about, like post-service evaluation, it can make a big difference and help our church grow, help our church reach people in 2019, and help us stay on track with our vision and our, our mission. All right. Sounds great. All right. Good enough. Well, uh, not the most glamorous podcast, but I think one of the most important and uh, we would love to get your feedback on that today. Thank you for listening to the Church Solutions Podcast. You can get a hold of us by sending us an email, support at streamingchurch.tv. That's one of our domains because we do churchapplive.com, streamingchurch.tv. Uh, we do myflock.com. Lots of things we do to help churches and ministries use technology. And so support at streamingchurch.tv would be a, uh, a good way to get a hold of us. Love to get your feedback on this. And we're looking forward to uh, serving you and your church, not only with this podcast in this next year, but also other tools and services that we can help you uh, to help build your church and help you fulfill your purpose and mission. Sounds great. All right, we're done. He is Steve Lacey. I am Phil Thompson. We wish you a very happy new year. We will catch you next time on another edition of the Church Solutions Podcast. Take care. <laughs>